Hey everyone, welcome back to Capital Chatter. I'm your host, Violet Ravenstill. I'm Hannah Moss. And I'm Emerson Wimsewick. So, um, we're back after our little, like, what was that, two weeks, right? Yeah, two-week hiatus. Um, also, I hope everyone enjoyed our thanks, our special Thanksgiving episode last week that I did completely on my own without anyone's help, so you guys should watch it. I think it's funny, because I'm funny, so... Um, this week, we're going to discuss chapters one and two of Mockingjay. Yay. Which is exciting, because we're um, starting a new book. Mockingjay, personally, is the most emotionally draining book for me. Um, but we'll see how it goes. So, we're also going to do some more icebreaker questions, per usual, because we've done that for the last two times when we started a new book. But um, before we get into that, I have an announcement. So, Some of our listeners who listen on Spotify might have seen this, but for episode 29, I'm okay. I put out a poll asking what shape BD's glasses are, Um, because Emerson, do you remember? Sophia and I had a whole argument. Yeah, I remember. Okay, I'm glad you remember. But anyway, so there's like a new feature where we can put a poll out but this is only for spotify so only for spotify listeners um and so this is just it's fairly new but i think it would be fun to continue where we put out a poll and then we like say what the result is for our next like you know so um i think this would be just something fun to do so they could either be about like the hunger games or something we talked about in the episode um so is everyone okay with that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so keep it so Spotify listeners keep an eye out for those. Um, also, as of now, when because you guys could vote and then it could change, but as of now, the results of the poll are that BD's glasses are indeed circles. So I was right. Sophia is wrong. Ha. Take that, Sophia. Um, I'll, what Emerson? What shape glasses do you think BD's glasses were? What shapes? And what shape? Um, I guess circles, I guess. Anna, what do you think? Um, I feel like I would get attacked if I didn't say circles. Fair enough. Sophia's not here to contradict, so. Okay. So, um, now we've got our get-to-know-you questions before we start. So, first of all, just from, like, your memory, because what is everyone's most used emoji? Emerson, you go first. Oh, wait, I have to look at my phone now. Because... Okay. Hannah, why don't you look too at the same time so we're not waiting? Mine's the crying emoji. Like the sobbing one? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, nice. That's my second to top one. Right now, my se- like my top one is the one where it's, like, moaning, and it has, like, the little, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Emerson, what's yours? Um, mine is... Uh, just to smile right now, but ah. I remember for like a very long time, it was the thumbs up. Yeah, I like for the longest time I used the laughing crying emoji, like rigorously, and now I never use that one. But yeah, the sobbing one yeah. is my the sobbing one is my second one, and then my third one is the eye roll. So, all right, my first one's like the. You know how the little, like, quaint face, you know? Like, it's, like... No. I don't know how to describe it. The one where, like, the... I'll text the... you. Okay. But, anyway, ne- next question. What 
is the most interesting, in your opinion, who is the most interesting Disney character, excluding Marvel and Star Wars? Oh, yeah, that one. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's the most interesting Disney character? Mulan. All right, why? Because she is... Mm, how do I say this without swear? She <laughs> kicks butt. Were you going to say the one where you, like, last? Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember when you said bad tush? She, she is a bad tush. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah okay hannah what about you most interesting Disney Tiana. all right why because um she works for what she wants and she's confident and she doesn't need like someone to tell her how to live her life uh-huh okay fair enough i personally my favorite princess is Belle. But out of all the characters, I think my favorite is Flynn Ryder from Rapunzel. Not because he's attractive. Okay. But because I'm going to say why. What? 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 (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, something that Flynn Ryder says in the movie. He says, you broke my smolder. Yeah, (laughs) I love his smolder. But no, I just like that he is a tortured past in his Flynn Ryder. It's Eugene. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen that movie. Um, but I just think he's also, like, really funny. Okay, now I gotta look up. Flynn Rider Smolder. Flynn Rider Smolder. Everyone needs to look it up because... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, you know what's funny? Hannah, you know my um, cousin, the adorable ones? Oh, that's so scary. Hannah, you know... Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. Okay, but, like, the oldest one... The one that's like two years mm-hmm. older than the twins. Um, she dressed up as Flynn Rider for Halloween. <laughs> Literally. Oh my god. <laughs> He's just he makes me laugh like consistently. So okay, back to back to what we that's my favorite, most interesting Disney character. Um, okay, next, what weird fashion trends would you bring back? Anyone wants to go first? I mean, it's not weird, but, like, everyone hates on it. But, you know, like, the scrunchie? Mm-hmm. I want to bring it back for, like, wearing it on your wrist. But I would bring it back for your hair, you know? Because it's comfortable. Yeah, fair enough. And it's, like, better for your hair, isn't it? Hannah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Emerson, yeah. what would you bring back? I would bring back the long skirts. Like, the long... Oh like knee, past the knee length mm-hmm. i i have one but and it's wool and it's so cute but i'm always too and i i also i also have that blue one that was part of my agent yeah part, that blue one was pretty you know popular in the 1940s um i really love fashion from the 1940s um so i think that it would be cool to have like this but i'm always because like i have those skirts but i'm always too scared to wear it because like yeah, like they're, like, different. Yeah, I feel like people would give me weird looks for Um, so, my weird fashion trend, I technically have two, but so, first of all, are, like, you know, okay, who here read has read Little House on the Prairie? Me. I have. Okay, so, you know how, like, they're the mufflers or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that those were a thing. 
like that you could just like buy at stores because they're like the little tubes and then you put your hands yeah. in them. And then also side ponytails because I feel like I could rock a side ponytail. So yeah, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> but like I'm not gonna do it if no one else is wearing side ponytails. All right, what was the last thing you guys ate? A cough Garlic drop. Bread. A cough drop. <laughs> okay. Emerson says cough drop. H- Hannah says garlic garlic bread. All right. And I say gingerbread cookie. So we're very healthy. That's a full meal right there. Yeah, it is. Cough <laughs> drop, garlic bread, and cookie. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, if you oh, were sorry. an Olympic okay, if you were an Olympic sport, what would you want to be? I know this, this is, is like a very weird question. I know. I'm really Okay, proud I got of- one. I- I thought of okay. it myself. Okay, Hannah, go for it. So I would want to be the skateboard event because skateboarding shouldn't be the Olympics and I shouldn't either. So there's your answer. Okay, that's actually, I love that. All right, Emerson, what would you pick? I would want to be rhythmic gymnastics because I really want to be a rhythmic gymnast when I was a, a small child. Oh, that's um, nice. And I think it's so cool. Um, I watched like... I, oh yeah, this year during the Summer Olympics, er, there was, wait, something, yeah, last time, last year, something, basically when the Summer Olympics was canceled, um, I went back and I watched the Russian rhythmic gymnastics competition from, like, earlier on in the year so that I could still, yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Okay, if I was an Olympic sport, I would want to be the biathlon, um, which is, like, my favorite Olympic sport to watch. It's the winter sport where they ski and then they shoot rifles. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And I've my never parents, heard of that in my life. It's literally, I love it so much. Um, and my parents were always like, Violet, you could be so good at this. And I was like, uh-huh. But basically, they, like, ski around and then they stop and they have to shoot. And it's all it's all about, like, you have to be able to, like, do all this physical activity and then, like, calm your body down really fast and, like, do something that requires a lot of, like... Concentration. And yeah, concentration. Like, you know, so you have to, like, be doing all this physical exercise and then quickly stop and, like, focus. So, yeah. I also just... I'm really good at shooting things and <laughs> I'm really good at... Actually, I'm terrible at skiing, but I'm, like, if I really wanted to, I feel like it couldn't be that hard. So, yeah. And it's it's a race. But then I think you, like, get points for Wait, how what close... are you racing for, though? For medals. What do you oh. mean, what are you, what are you racing for? Like, you said it's a race, so what's the race for? What? You said skiing. it is a race. Yeah, it's skiing a... Skiing to what? The Win. finish line? The finish line. Like So then what are the guns for? So how it works is you <laughs> you so you like <laughs> Hannah, you like go down part of the track, right? And then you stop mm-hmm. and you shoot and then you ski more and then you stop and you shoot and then you ski more and then you stop and you shoot and then you ski to the end. Mm-hmm. So it's like a race but with sections where you have to stop and do something else. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I find it ironic that Violet was super liberal, but, like, she owns a yeah. hunting cabin. <laughs> Her family owns, like, a hunting cabin or whatever. It's my life. I love it. Um, 
you know, gotta understand both sides of the political arguments. Okay. What I was... Okay. Okay, last one. What is your cell phone wallpaper and why is it that? Um, And so we can do lock... Like, mine is different for my lock screen and then my home screen. So we can do both. So, Emerson, you go first. What's your lock... What's... Oh my god, I cannot say lock. What's your lock screen cell phone wallpaper um my lock screen cell phone wallpaper is a picture of scarlet witch (laughs) all right nice and why is it that um because scarlet witch is my favorite marvel character nice fair enough okay hannah what's your lock screen cell phone wallpaper my lock screen cell phone wallpaper is some little gnomes a jar of honey like leaves a picnic basket mushrooms nails tea and it's this because it's pretty. Okay. My locked screen cell phone wallpaper is a picture of Appa from Avatar The Last Airbender. And he's like, it's like him and he's up in the clouds and then it's like a sunset and then they're all like riding on his back. And it's really cute. Okay, Emerson, what's... Wait, okay, sorry. First of all, um, because you know I'm reading the Avatar Kyoshi book. Yeah. The, the Sky Bison from the Avatar Kyoshi book is named Peng Peng. Oh, that's so cute. I know. Why do they have the cutest names? Because they're sky bison. Like, like Appa, Momo, like all of the animals just in general have cute Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Emerson, what's your home screen cell phone wallpaper? My cats. Okay. Nice. Hannah, what's yours? Um, Sunflowers. All right. Mine is, it's like all purple, except then in the middle, it's like, um, it's Loki. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like, what would you expect? What would you expect? Oh, and then for a while, my like my locked screen cell phone wallpaper was Thor, and for a while it was also Loki. But yeah, okay. So those are all of our questions. I hope you listeners learned a little bit more about us and are super interested in our personal lives. <laughs> I don't know. That sounded way weirder than what I meant. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm so interested in minors' lives. Yeah. Super duper interested. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, chapter one. Did everyone read this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, not read. Listen on I'm audiobook. Playing with hand sanitizer. Nice. Okay. Summary. Katniss is back in District 12, looking at the remains. She's still suffering from the concussion that Joanna gave her back in the arena. Apparently, Gale was the one who saved some of the District 12 residents. He took 800 of them into the woods and was able to provide enough food for them for three days, at which point District 13 showed up and took them to their place. Katniss walks through the square and then runs into her victor's house. Inside, she grabs some of her old things and then finds Buttercup. She puts him in a bag and is about to go when she smells something. It is one of President Snow's white roses. It scares her because it means he is watching her. She gets back on the hovercraft and they start back towards District 13. Um, yay. So, just one comment. Just one thing. Um, of course, Gale is doing all this. I feel like he needs to have, like, hero energy when he doesn't deserve it. That's my only comment. Yeah, he's trying to compensate. Yeah. It's compensation. But we'll get to that in a second. So first of all, um, Joanna, like, must have hit Katniss really, really hard if she had a mm-hmm. concussion where she's, like, still recovering from it. 
Which sucks. Well, I mean, like, you saw it in the movie, man. She got, like, taken out. But, like, I don't know. Still, that, that sucks. Because I feel like, because Joanna didn't, it turns out that Joanna didn't want to hurt Katniss. So it's like, well, could have hit it a little She's less hard, Joanna. too powerful. Yeah, too she powerful. is too powerful. Okay, so then Katniss, like, does the thing where she's like, my name is Katniss Everdeen. I'm from District 12. My mother is Miss Everdeen. Like, you know? So, and I feel like this making of a list, I've, I've never specifically, like, looked up and been like, oh, this is in a medical journal that you're supposed to do this. But I feel like in other books, this, li- like, making of a list is, like, a commonly used practice in people who've gone through a lot of traumatic events. I can't think of any other books that, like, I specifically remember that this happening in, but... I feel like I've definitely read it before. Either that or I've just, like, read The Hunger Games so many times that, like... Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, now <laughs> that's how you feel. You know, like, I don't know. But either way, it still seems, like, smart, you know? I feel like this mm-hmm. is a good cope... It's healthy coping method. Or, like, how they... I feel like they have it in movies sometimes, too, where they, like... It's, like, a voiceover of the character being, like, my name is such and such. Yeah. And then yeah. they do it again at the end, and it's, like, different because... <gasps> yes oh my god evolved. what what is i feel like they did that in a movie yeah I, what, I what movie like was that something that i've watched like that listeners if you know what we're thinking of please email in because this is gonna drive me insane well i can think of one movie what is it it's called <laughs> okay first of all i'm just gonna say this is a very inappropriate movie it is it is labeled PG-13, but it is seriously pushing PG-13. All right. Like, seriously pushing it. Um, it. It was called After. All right. I've never seen it before. <gasps> yeah. I know that. Yeah. Was it good? <laughs> it, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I know what really you mean weird. by it was pushing the line to PG-13. Yeah, yeah. It was, I guess it was a pretty good movie. It was just... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It was. Yeah. Alrighty yeah. then. Wait, what comes after PG thirteen? TV. R. Wait, what? R comes after PG in movies. Wait, it's or different is it in MA? movies and in TV shows. It's well, it's different in movies and TV shows. Yeah, because in, in in TV shows, it it goes um, P, uh, TV thirteen, TV fourteen, and then MA, and then R. But what is it in movies? I have no idea. Like, cause R. going from P- like going from PG thirteen all the way to R seems like such a jump. Yeah. I feel like there should be like well, a there's team just 16. like one like. I know there's one after R where. Um, it's like higher where you have to be eighteen years old. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, cause isn't it like R? You have to be with an adult. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but like honestly, who would really want to watch a movie that's rated more than R? Not me. <laughs> yeah, literally not me either. No, so, the fact that they're all just like watching her up in the hovercraft is a bit creepy. Like, like because she's you know she's doing her own thing down in District Twelve, and then they're all probably just like staring at her from up there. <laughs> like, what is Katniss doing? Like, I just feel like that's a little odd because she obviously needs to pay her respects and everything. And I feel like that's a pretty weird way to do it if everyone's just staring at you. But I do appreciate the fact that Gail respected her decision to go down alone and he wasn't like, no, Katniss, I need to go with you. So I appreciate that. But like you, I think he's compensating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Okay, imagine if you're just walking and then you step on a freaking skull. Like, oh my god, I I would just leave. Especially because like, like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, <laughs> literally, I don't know what I would do, but I would I would have like a giant panic attack. Probably just run around screaming, and then everyone up in the helicopter would just be like, "What is happening to her?" Because ew, like a skull of like a human skull. So mm, gross. Yeah. Ever since I watched Goonies when I was a little, like when I was um, uh, not maybe like I don't know. I watched Goonies when I was little, and I didn't like it because I don't like skeletons. skeletons oh yeah, because there's that one part right where they're like. <laughs> That yeah. part scares me every time. Oh, I hated the movie National Treasure. We saw it at a girl camp and I really, really hated it. And so every time, you know, I think of skeletons, I just think of those two movies. Yep. And- I like the Goonies. I kind of enjoyed National Treasure, but I like the Go- I love the Goonies, but yeah. All right. The Goonies is a good movie. Hannah, have you seen it? Yeah, I love the Goonies. Okay. I feel like it's a classic, but it's like a good classic. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Goonies. I apologize. Okay. Okay. What just irritates me is at the end, you know, when the ship is just sailing away and yeah. no one is like, let's go swim after it and get all the treasure on board. Yeah. But th- my favorite part is that I think it's like the moral of the story, you know, like how also like, um, oh my God, what's his name? Oh, why can't I think of his name? Okay. I need to look it up. I need to look it up. But the kid who always eats the candy bars. When Chuck? Or he, Chunk? Yeah, Chuck. Chunk. Yeah, Chuck. When Chunk. he knew that the other guy was different, but then they still became, like, best friends. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice part of the movie. I just get really irritated because they let all the other treasure go. But that's because I'm a greedy person. And whatever. Alright. We're just gonna go on. There are definitely The movie definitely has some rough patches, but... Okay. All right, this is sort of a long thing for me, but so I would say <gasps> the Goonies is free on Peacock. Oh my god! I'm okay, watch that later. All right, so I will say that this book, a lot of Katniss is like just <laughs> Mockingjay, especially a lot of Katniss is like inner turmoil, like oh my god, am I good enough? Is like a lot of it rotates around the theme on um, victim blaming, which is just not great in general. Like if you don't know what victim blaming is although it's kind of self-explanatory it's just when you blame a victim for something that happened to them like victim blaming can be like um in sexual assault when you blame the victim even though it's not their fault and so this whole book Katniss blames herself for the obliteration of district 12 and everyone's deaths but in reality she should just be blaming the capital so like she's kind of victim blaming herself but she shouldn't do that so that's sort of a big theme that happens a lot in this book. But yeah, so victim blaming is something to keep an eye out for. Because this chapter has a lot of it. Where she's constantly like, I killed these people. And it's like, no, you did not kill these people. Like, the capital killed these people. So, <sighs> Alright. Okay. Um, so, good for Gale. He saves the people. Well, some of the people of District 12. Um... So I appreciate that he rescued Prim and he got to be a hero. So yay. Um, also, like feeding eight hundred. Oh my god. I'm okay. Okay. Also feeding Don't like my cold. 
Yeah, I think I kind of just choked. But um, also just feeding 800 people would be really hard. Like, I'm just thinking, I could not just feed myself in the woods, let alone feed, yeah. like, 800 people. And it's, like, just well, I, him. Well, I just think it's like that because we're very inexperienced. True. He's grown up his whole life doing this. But, like, none of the other people in District 12 know how to, like, shoot stuff. Well, how many people are in all the districts? But, like, they're all different sizes, so some districts are bigger. But, I don't know. District 12 is, like, a medium to large district. I think District 11 oh. is the biggest. So, also, like, it- I looked up districts, and then just started coming up with Wisconsin districts. <laughs> no. Um, anyway. Okay, but I have a conspiracy about this. Okay. So, Gail saved... He got a bunch of people in District 12, right? So he like was like, come mm-hmm. on, guys, like, let's run away, right? But he doesn't save PETA's family? Yeah. Uh, suspicious? That is suspicious. Like, I ma- think he wants to be a murderer. Like, who knows? Maybe he was just like, oh, I won't save PETA's family. So then PETA, like, I don't know, just to but get back I'm at like, PETA. I wouldn't, I wouldn't save PETA's family either, like, yeah, well, his him not doing it, like, that's a little weird. Also, like, okay, because Peta's mom sucks, right? But, like, Peta's mm. dad is nice. Yeah, that's true. Like, Peta's dad and, like, his Peta has, like, brothers. Mm-hmm. So, like... Okay, maybe I'll just, like, the mom behind. Yeah, because, like, remember, Peta's dad brings Katniss cookies oh, in the yeah, first yeah, book. yeah, yeah, Like, Peta's dad is nice. Oh, my God, remember? Also, I- there's a total of two million people, approximately. In District 12? In total. Of all the districts. Okay, I was like, dang. Like, 800 people is not a lot then. So, 2 million. Let's just do 2 million divided. What's 2 million divided by 12? Divided by 12. Okay, it's... 2 million divided by 12 is... How many? Where is that? It's 166,666.66666. So, yeah, I don't know. So 800 people, I guess, is not that huge in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, so suspicious. Also, sadly, Madge, who we love, might be dead. Because mm. um, they said that, like, no one's seen her. And this is just depressing because, like, I loved her and Katniss's friendship. Me too. And, like, they were such, like, I feel like they were such strong, like, women. Like, they were supporting each other. But apparently Madge's dead, so. All right. I love that. I just love when my friend dies, you know? Yeah, and then, it's like, Katniss has no time to grieve fun her. Fun experience. Yeah. It's just like, oh, like, she's dead. Okay, like, come be the Mockingjay. Like, no. Well, I'm gonna and go the cry. Other thing, yeah, the other thing is that, Dad, it's like, you're like, okay, she's dead. So then you have to have, like, a notice where, like, she's just used to it. And then yeah. that's sad. Yeah, like, the amount of people that Katniss has seen die, or, like, no people no people who have died is, like, so many. Because, mm-hmm. like, she knew Rue. Like, she knew, like, even if she didn't personally, like, know the careers from the first games, like, she still knew them. And then the quarter quell, like, so many of those people were her actual friends, and then they died. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, just so many people. You feel like that this is a problem in, like, every hero universe. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm thinking of, I recently read Divergent, and the amount of people that Triss knows who die is, like, ridiculous. Like, I would lose it after one, but, like, she's just surviving after, like, 20 people. I'm like, no, I'd be crazy by then. So Or, like, The Flash, because, like, it's by, by season five, like, there's a lot of people. Yeah, it's just crazy. So, I've um, never seen The Flash. I have also never seen The Flash. It's but, so and, good. It's so good. All right. So, um, so there's a quote um, that I just really enjoyed, so I wanted to say it. So it's, it's not wondering what I be- What? Oh, oh my god, I completely spelled that wrong. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that makes no sense. Wait one second. Let me look at this book. One moment, everyone. Sing the Jeopardy song for me. She's just going fast. Um, one second, one second, one second, one second. We're getting past that part. We're getting past that. Okay. Where is it? I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. Okay, nope. I was, I was right. I, well, like, what I fixed. Okay, so the quote is, we're good, guys. So the quote is, it's not wondering what I breathe in, it's who. And it's talking about how she's just worried about, like, she's gonna breathe in other people's, like, ashes. Which is really gross, but I think it, like, paints a cool picture. So, yeah. That, that we, took, like, a while. <laughs> I know, just to get to that. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. But, I don't know. I thought it was a cool quote. So, I'm just going to delete that whole section where there's nothing. You guys, you listeners will never know how long it took for me to find that page. <laughs> All right. Okay. So... New character alert, um, Fulvia Cardu, who is Plutarch's assistant from the capital. It's a pretty cool name, Fulvia. Fulvia. And we also meet Alma Coyne, the president of District 13. So, um, Fulvia, I don't really know what to think about her, but I do appreciate that the president of District 13 is a woman. So, progress right there. Hooray. But, like, for some reason, besides, like, they don't talk. This just might be me, but I don't feel like they talk about much sexism in the thing. Besides, like, you have to get married, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like for the most part, Panem is pretty. Well, it takes place, like, many, many years in the future or whatever. Like, yeah, maybe we've just eradicated sexism by then. Because it also seems like they don't really talk about racism very much. Mm-hmm. So maybe that just isn't a thing anymore. Yay. Okay, that's cool. Um, Alright, so I like we get to hear a little bit about what happened to Finnick and Beattie after they, like, recovered a little bit. And so don't worry, we're definitely going to hear more about them. Like, they're not going to be gone from this story. They become, like, main characters. Um, So for Beattie, I feel like it's really harsh that they immediately made him get back to, like, working in the lab. 
I would personally want a break, but I don't know. Maybe he he might like find it therapeutic or something. But um, yeah, well, some people like when some people like have like people they've lost and stuff. The only way they can get over it is by like working and not like not thinking about it because you gotta think about it to get over something. But like doing things not to like take over your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. But, like, me personally, no way. I would want to just chill in bed. Um, But then poor freaking Finnick. Literally, this description is so depressing. It's one of the reasons I love Finnick so much. And I literally just want to give him a hug. There, Okay, this time I'll be able to find it really fast. But there's another quote in the book. One momento, please. Okay, it's in the first chapter. It's past that happens. It's past when that happens. Okay. Um, oh, where Katniss says, she says, despite serious reservations, I had to forgive Finnick for his role in the conspiracy that landed me here. He at least has some idea of what I'm going through. And it takes too much energy to stay angry with someone who cries so much. And literally, that, that makes me so depressed. Because, like, I love Finnick. And I don't want him to cry all the time. I want him to be happy. So, yeah. Also, we have confirmation of Sinna's death. Um, sorry. This chapter is, like, this chapter is depressing. Also, Hannah, we never got to, like, actually hear your thoughts about Sinna's death, so. Yeah, um, like, no comment because <laughs> I'm, like, going to cry. And he, like, died in such a horrible way yeah like i mean i guess like if you died in the hunger games that would still be bad but you like you died in the hunger games you know like the people in the capital like take that as like you're a champion yeah but here he dies like like horribly like it was just so sad don't worry though cinna will be mentioned a couple more times okay that's good so all right so What's what I think is so stupid is like this whole chapter we're hearing all about like all these people are dead and then it's like Buttercup is just like hey guys like I'm still alive, um, so also like I'm having flashbacks because literally every book so far Catching Fire and The Hunger Games have started with Buttercup and Katniss like having a bad relationship the first chapter like this is the second this is the third time that this has happened so. I don't know. Seems a little bit suspicious to me, but yeah. Does anyone have anything to say about Buttercup? I'm so glad that Buttercup is alive. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice. He brings joy to Prim, so can't be that upset about it. Alright, so last last note, which is that President Snow leaves Katniss a rose, which is really creepy. And like, President Snow... He just knows exactly how to make Katniss scared. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird because I feel like usually roses are a symbol of like, oh, like you're my friend. Like maybe you're more than my friend. Like, you know, it's like a symbol of friendship mm-hmm. or love. But then here it's like, I am even. So. Well, I feel like also it's kind of symbolic because you know what you're like saying? It's kind of friendship and love. And like President Snow wants Katniss to be like 
friends with him, you know, like, he wants the alliance with her. Yeah. So, I feel like, in a way, it's, like, the rose is symbolic, but also, like, he wants her to know that he's, like, always watching. It's so creepy. Yeah, but I like, yeah, you're right, that is symbolism of, like, or maybe it's, like, irony where it's, like, creepy, but yeah, it's supposed too. to be, like, not creepy. I don't know. All right. That's the end of chapter one. Does anyone have anything else to say about chapter one? No. No? Cool. Okay. Um, chapter two. Katniss rides back to District 13. It's an extremely strict place with a schedule and an anti-waste policy. Katniss finally gets back to her apartment, and Prim is very excited to see Buttercup again. She and Gail are going down to dinner when Gail gets a ping on his communicuff that he and Katniss have to go somewhere else. They go into the command room to see that Peta is doing an interview on the TV with Caesar. Peta looks healthy and well, and they talk for a while before he calls for a ceasefire. Then it's over. Katniss runs away to hide in a supply cabinet. Eventually, Gail finds her. They talk, and Katniss decides she will be the Mockingjay. Ooh. So, first of all, apparently Bonnie and Twill are also dead. So, like I said, death class. The one thing that really irritates me is that, because you know how we've been having all these complaints that, like, oh, these characters didn't show up in the movie, right? Like, how Madge didn't show up in the movie, Bonnie and Twill didn't show up in the movie, and then it's like they die, so there's no consequences. And it irritates me. Yeah. Like, I wish they had a really big part in this third book, so then the movie people would just, like, suddenly have to add them in. So... Yeah. Okay. So this is this is some history class time. Um, you know how so District Thirteen in the Capitol had a whole deal about like if you don't attack us, like we won't attack you. And this is an interesting deal because it is called mutually assured destruction or MAD. Um, and it's basically like if you nuke us, we're gonna nuke you, and then everyone's dead. Um, and it's kind of a thing that goes on in like the world right now, which is like because so many countries have nuclear capabilities so but it's like okay like if the u.s nukes i don't know some place like we know that they will probably nuke us back so then we don't nuke them in the first place so Mm -hmm. yeah it's It's basically like we know who has nuclear powers and we don't want to make them upset so then they don't hurt us yeah basically it's like everyone oh it's like okay i have an avengers reference basically who here if Emerson, you've seen Avengers Age of Ultron, right? It's my favorite one. All right, because Wanda comes in? Right, of course. Yeah, I don't like that movie, but anyway. Um, spoilers for anyone who has not seen Avengers Age of Ultron. Anyway, because like, the whole point, the reason that Tony Stark builds Ultron is he wants to like make a deterrent for people from other um, galaxies and universes to be like, oh, like, Earth is really well protected. Like, we don't want to attack them because they'll attack us. So that's sort of an example of where, like, he tries to, like... It's basically would be, like, if the U.S. decided to build nukes, but then the nukes turned on them and then nuked the United States. Kind of. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but... Yeah. All right. Moving on. Spoiler alert. It, spoiler time is over. Don't worry. No more spoilers for now. I feel like, what? You said for now. <laughs> yeah, because, like... I did say for now. Um, 
I feel like the schedule on your hand might be kind of fun. Like, like you're just like zoop and then it goes on your hand and then you just like follow it. I don't know. It'd be kind of fun, especially because if it changed every day, it'd be like, you know, it'd be so cool as if in high school we had that. Like that if in high school. Really nice. Like, if in high school, just... But, like, it changed. Like, it wasn't the same every day. So, like, maybe one day, like, like there were more than seven classes. So, maybe there was, like, we're taking, like, 16 classes or something. So, then they jumble up. So, a every day? day? No, in total. We're taking... Oh. No, so we're taking 16 classes in total. So, like, then they jumble up. So, you, like, take different... You're taking them all, like, over the span of, like, like the semester, right? But you, like take different ones on different days at different times it's like every day it's new you know just so oh, it's so like they jumble your classes up in different like orders and stuff yeah just like to make it so that you're not bo- like you don't i would not- hate that i wouldn't hate it i think it'd be fun i would because homework oh but no like you'd have the same so be like the same teacher teaches the class so like the homework is going to be the same yeah, no, like, not like that. Like, I would hate it because of homework. Like, you don't know when it's due because you don't know when you're having that teacher next. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's true. Maybe there is no homework. <laughs> okay, then I would agree to that. Yes. Because then it's just fun because then you're not like, oh, I really, like, don't like the other people in this class. Like, then it's different all the time. And then mm-hmm. it's like you never get bored of, like, do I'm going to the same class. Okay, this is off topic. But also... It's super cool that, like, the ink washes off at a certain time. So, that's pretty cool. And, you know, it'd be even cooler. Okay, new thing. This is not, this doesn't correspond with the other thing. But, like, what if they made ink, like, for tattoos or something, where it shows up at certain times. Like, it's on an alarm. So, it shows up at certain times, and then at other times, it, like, disappears, and then it shows up. So, you could, like, set it, like, if you had a tattoo... And you, like, had to do it a job or something. You could do it so, like, the tattoo is on when you're not at your job. But then when you go to your job, it, like, turns off so you can't see it. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. And then you could, like, turn it back on again. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, going on. So, I think it's really funny how the capital citizens just, like, they have to adjust to living so luxuriously. Um. Oh, my God. No. So unluxuriously so like without a lot of the things that they're so used to having just because i don't know it i think it's funny how they have to deal with like i don't know you know what i mean yes all right they're humbled yeah they're like being humbled but yeah Okay, sorry. That was really... I don't know what I was doing right there. Yeah. Also, oh, this is the second part. Was I feel like... Because who's there? Eh, I don't know. Whatever. Like, Plutarch Kevinsby probably has lived a very sheltered life. So I feel like there's a lot of character development for him to become, like, much more understanding. So I just feel like there's the potential for character development because they're in a new um, situation. So, yeah. All right, next one. So it's really nice that um, they can, like, Katniss and her family can still sort of have their own possessions. Like, she was able to get them from 12 and decorate their dorm. And so some refugees 
from 12 don't get that luxury. Like, they don't get to go back. So, um, in this sense, Katniss is lucky because, like, otherwise, like, she would never have, um, like, she would never have retrieved Buttercup. Like, Buttercup would just still be out there trying to survive. Or, like, she would never have her dad's old hunting jacket or, like, the, the book with all the plants in it. So, yeah. All right. So, before, I actually have a note that I didn't put in there. But, so, Gail has this thing called a communicuff, which is, like, a watch. It's, like, an Apple watch, basically. And I just think these communicuffs are, like, talked about a lot in this book. And I just think it's really funny because, like, they're made such a big deal of. But, like, nowadays, I feel like they would not be that exciting. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just, it's talked, like... The amount of times that communicuff is said in this book is a lot. So get ready because they talk about them a lot. All right. So oh, I'm just thrilled. Like, yeah. I'm so excited. Get ready. It's going to be exciting. It's amazing. So Peter is on TV. He's not dead. Whoop. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Bro, I already, I've read these books before. I know, but I told you. You said, oh, I don't know, but I told you. You did. You told I me. I said that he wasn't going to be dead. So you're you... going to put that out in the world. My question yep. is, why is he on TV? Okay, fair enough. All right. Um. So, yeah, let's go on. So, first of all, let me just say that Katniss is most definitely in love with Peta. I think she's just in denial. Because just, I have another sentence for you guys. This is the sentence that she says when she sees Peta on the screen. A sound escapes me. The same combination of a gasp and a groan that comes from being submerged in water, deprived of oxygen to the point of pain. This is obviously a metaphor. Peta is the oxygen that Katniss needs, and she is finally getting it. True love right there. Thank yeah. you for listening. Literally, like anyone who does says that's not true is a liar. You're lying. Yeah, to you're yourself. lying. Like, just I, I don't even know. If you don't believe me now, like you're never gonna believe me because actually you will believe me eventually. But <sighs> anyway, um, that's a, just a really good part. So. I think that this whole interview is just another example of how good Peta is with his words. This has obviously been, like, one of his main character traits is his ability to, like, I don't know, talk well. Um, But he's just so perfectly able to paint a picture of the games um, so that everyone can sympathize with him. And, yeah, I just, Peta's, like, really good at this stuff. And imagine if he was an oral comm. Peter would be really good at oral communication. Yeah. Like, if you had, like, a partner project, you would for sure want him. Yeah, literally. Not just because he's good at oral comm, though, because he's also hot. But. (laughs) Hey, you know, there's a boy named Peter in our class who's good at oral communication and looks like Josh Hutcherson. He's my partner for life. (laughs) Okay. Um, all right. So, so what sucks? So Peter like talks about like, I let like 
what he says he says something about like how in the games he should have just left when cat with katniss when they had the chance and like what sucks is i completely agree with Peta. if they had left when they could have like when katniss is like we should leave Peta might be in 13 with katniss because who knows maybe the revolution like the rebellion still happens but then they're katniss is by Peta, so then they take both of them of course there's also then the possibility that the whole rebellion never happens either but you know what katniss and Peta's romance is first priority they need to stick together so yeah I agree. also this is such like a romeo and juliet thing where it's like oh like if only you had done this it might have worked out mm-hmm. but no yeah well at least they didn't both kill themselves for love so very true they're still alive so we still have hope as of now yes um anyway so Hamish we learned has been forced to become sober and not be an alcoholic anymore. Which, like, sucks for him. Um, but, like, also, I feel like this is the right... Like, he needs this. Mm-hmm. Like... I agree. Yeah, I just feel like it's gonna be healthy for him, so... Well, like... Um, addiction is, like, not just, like, you're addicted to something, but it's, like, also a disease, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't really... Like, you can manage it, but, like, the want, you know, like, diabetes, like, it's always going to kind of, like, be there, but you can, like, manage it. Unless you, like, do something, like, drastic, you know? Yeah. But I feel like even if Hamish can manage it, that's better than, like, the state that he was in previously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Um. So, Peta has been asking for a ceasefire is what he says on the TV. Um, so now we can all probably agree that this is not a good solution, simply because a ceasefire means that things go back to the way that they were before the rebellion, and that is not good because the like before the rebellion sucked. So, um, this is not a great solution by Peta, but you know he he has to say what he has to say to stay alive. So I don't hold it against him. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of um, Peter's suggestion? Okay. My my only concern is like, well, okay. Now, obviously, like Peter will be safe, but like, sorry, I forgot what I was saying. But like, Peter will be safe. Okay, well, okay, so my, my concern is Katniss, like, she reads too much into everything, so it was, like, is she gonna know, like, that he's safe, or that he's doing this to be safe, or... Yeah. Yeah, this is, he's giving mixed signals. Wait, wait, what did he say again? He says he wants, like, a ceasefire. Um, and what does that mean? He wants everyone to stop fighting. Okay, but see, like, didn't Peta get snatched by the Capitol? Yeah. So how do we know that's, like, his actual words? Like, how do we know, like, the Capitol is just not forcing him to say that? We have, we do not know that that's not what's happening. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't think this is, like, a trustworthy situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be, like, a ceasefire, like, having peace would be a good thing if it weren't, like, the capital and they've done so many bad things and stuff in the past yeah 
So, Hannah's right. We have no way of knowing if this is PETA actually giving his own opinion or, like, President Snow being like, PETA, you need to tell everyone you want the war to stop. So, um, yeah. But, so the problem with this is now the rebels don't like PETA because he called for a ceasefire. So that could be a problem down the line um, if they win, because now PETA could be in danger from the rebels because they're like, you were against us. Mm -hmm. So that could be an issue. Um, New character alert. His name is Boggs. He's President Coin's like kind of bodyguard, like kind of like he's President Coin's right hand man. So he just helped President Coin with everything. So. Yep. All right. So I appreciate that Katniss and Gail are friends again, simply because I love Katniss too much to want her to have to go through all of the emotions that she's dealing with by herself. Like, ideally, in this situation, Madge is still alive in 13, and then she can be the friend Katniss needs. But, like, obviously that can't happen because Madge is probably dead. So at least here with Gail, like, she's someone she can trust to talk to that isn't Prim or her mom, so... I don't know. This is, in the grand scheme of things, I'm glad for Katniss, but I wish it was someone else. So, But someone is better than no one, I guess. Yep. Alright. Okay, so District 13 does not seem like a fun place to grow up in. Because, like, they're really strict and everything, and you only, like, I don't know, they're just very strict, and so... I feel like if you were an outsider, like if you were Katniss and then you came in, you would have like other experiences of what life is like. So you could like know like, oh, like this is strict. But if you grew up there, like that would be all you know. So I feel like that would be really tricky. What do you guys think? I think you summed it up. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what else to add. Like, all right. Yeah, um, same. Maybe, like, you have to be cautious i don't know but i feel like in every besides this is the capital considered a district i don't know no no they're like district zero yeah well i feel like every district has to be cautious so i feel like what you said makes me yeah it's just sort of like people who've lived in district 13 their whole lives have been so boxed off from the rest of the world like the like it just it's such a sheltered lifestyle so um, PETA is the freaking best. Even even while he's captured by the Capitol, he is still thinking of Katniss and making sure that she stays safe. Literally the best. I will say that his plan seems a little weak because even though like it's with good intentions because he wants Katniss to basically just... His sort of idea is like, I'm going to make Katniss seem like this just pregnant like girl who didn't really know what she was doing, right? So then if the capital wins, then she stays safe. But, like, what does he want her to do? Like, just chill in District 13 and let the revolution die out? Like, you'd think he would know that Katniss is not going to do that. So, not the best plan, but I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I don't know. He's trying, but I feel like this is definitely not going to work. The intentions are there. They're just not, like, possible. Yeah. It's just never gonna figure itself out. So, we'll just have to see how it actually works. 
Um, also, so Katniss at the end is like, I'm going to be the Mockingjay. And so this is such an exciting end to the first two chapters. Um, Katniss is going to be the Mockingjay. PETA is not dead yet. Um, so what are our thoughts on Mockingjay as of now? As a book? How is it shaping up compared to the other two? I think that it's going to be better than um, Catching Fire. Oh, you didn't like Catching Fire? I mean, I liked it, but like I, I did say this kind of at the end of, I think, last episode, or like at the end of one of the episodes, yeah. I did say like, I liked Catching Fire. It just felt like it was kind of repetitive of the yeah. first book in some ways. So I think this one is going to be good because it's going to be like a very different take on the, like, it's going to be different from the other two stories. Yeah, fair enough. Hannah, what do you think? Okay. Well, I have some theories. So first, since like Catching is going to be the Mockingjay, I feel like she's going to try to become the heart of the revolution, you know? And then yeah. she's going to be in the heart of the revolution. PETA's going to get, like, attacked for this. And then, so, then, like, they, so, since, like, PETA would be getting attacked, so then if PETA's going to get attacked, then Katniss is going to be like, oh, my gosh, like, I should stop, because they're, like, attacking him because she's doing it, you know? Yeah. So I think they're going to use him as leverage. Interesting. I feel like that makes sense. I don't know. If I was in the capital. Yeah, because I mean, like, if I was in the capital, that's what I would do. Yeah, same kind of like, especially if you know how much Katniss means to, how much you know Peta means to Katniss. Yeah, because like she was literally gonna die. And for like him, the other way know. around, you know, like how much. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. yeah. So like this no, wait, is never mind. yeah. Yeah. Both ways it works both ways. So. Yeah. Because then the capital can control Peta. By being like, oh, like we won't hurt Katniss if you do what we tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Emerson, do you have any theories? Um, I think that um, at some point, someone is going to go, or yeah, I think Katniss is going to lead a rescue mission into the capital to save Pete. All right. Interesting. Love both of these theories. I would love to see both of... Actually, I don't want to see... Either. I want to see Emerson's theory happen. I don't want to see Katniss's theory. Oh, my God. Hannah's theory happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Katniss, not you guys. Yeah. Hannah is Katniss. Secretly. Haha. We if you didn't you. know, like, I'm yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yep. Surprise guest. Um, but anyway, so we have our quote. I know you thought I'd... For- oh, one other thing. So that we are still going to be doing recipe alerts. There's just like, they don't talk about food a lot in Mockingjay. So there are just not a lot of recipe alerts. But um, there will be some next episode. So get ready, guys. Um, But anyway, so quote time. Our quote is from Gail this week because he like was one of the only people that talk. Um, His quote is, they're us if we had nukes instead of a few lumps of coal. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's true. Like, if District 12... What? The comedic relief statement. Yes. Comedic relief statement. Gail's the comedic relief in a, like, not intentional way. Yeah. 
or like in an irritating way that you don't want him to be the comedic relief. Yeah, that too. But yeah, so I don't know. It's it's clever, um, and I feel like it is pretty true in the sense that like, if District Twelve was in charge of nukes, I don't know. Well, if District Twelve was in charge of nukes, I don't think there would be like districts, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, if District 12 was in charge of nukes, then District 12, back, because you know how the capital in the first revolution, like, the capital destroyed District 13? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that would have happened in District 12, but then Katniss would have grown up in, like, the District 13 version of District 12. But you know what that means? Well, no, because then she probably would, would she have ended up with Gail, though? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't think she, she would have ever really met Gail, because they wouldn't have ever gone hunting together. Yeah. So it's hard to know who Katniss would have ended up with. She could have ended up with some random boy. Yeah, exactly. Or girl. Or girl. Thank you, Emerson. Thank you. Who knows? Maybe she would have ended up with Madge. Mm -hmm. That could be everything, though. Although maybe, like, I don't know. Whatever. This is too complicated for me to think about right now. But that's interesting. I don't think Katniss would have ever really been friends with Gail, especially because he's older than she is. So... I don't think Katniss would have ever ended up with Gail if District 12 was District 13. So, um, yeah, that's also, that's the end of Chapter 2. Does that, anyone have anything to say about it? No. no? I just picked into my hand. But All no. right. Okay, cool. Um, there's, I was going to say one other thing, but I don't remember... Oh, so next week we're going to be reading chapters three and four. So get ready. Also, um, so, because you know how Mockingjay is split into two movies. So how we're going to do this is we're going to split the book into two movies as well. So I'm pretty sure it it stops after chapter 13. So we're going to have to take a break after chapter 13, watch Mockingjay part one, and then continue and then watch Mockingjay part two. So get ready. We're going to be watching a movie movie sooner than you think. Probably sometime in January. So get ready for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that finishes off today's episode of Capital Chatter. And remember, Panem today, Panem tomorrow, Panem forever. To learn more about Capital Chatter, visit our website. If you have thoughts about what we discussed this week, email us at capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com, all lowercase. If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us a rating. Thanks!